after months and months of speculation and rumors regarding this trailer, the official teaser trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home has finally dropped online. So let's talk about it. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning, and it's a good day because the trailer for Marvel Studios' third Spider-Man outing with Tom Holland, Spider-Man No Way Home, has finally had its official first look teaser trailer drop online for like over six months now. People have been, you know, speculating when this trailer is going to drop, and also rumors around the movie have been going on for over a year now about, you know, like multiverse and all the stuff that's going on. So today, well, first I'm going to start off with my thoughts on the trailer, and then I'm going to go into individual elements and try to break it down if you didn't notice everything. I'm not going to go through everything because that would just take forever, and I don't really need to, like, you know, repeat some of the things that it's going to be said everywhere. But I will start off with my thoughts and go through like a mini breakdown of things I noticed that are a bit harder to spot that I may have seen. So that's pretty much how this is going to work out. But first, I'm going to be talking about my thoughts on this teaser trailer. So obviously, I've been so excited for this movie. Now, I was, to be honest, before they announced this, I was kind of hoping we would just have like a classic Spider-Man movie set in New York. And it wouldn't be anything too outlandish, too multiversal. And that's literally what we've gone but once the rumors started coming about Jamie Foxx coming back, then confirmation about that, confirmation of Alfred Molina coming back as Doc Ock, I would be lying if I said I didn't get really excited about these rumors because I am, when it comes to the MCU movies, I am a fan of these movies first and like you know someone who wants to review and critique them second because I just love this franchise so much. And that's the same, same applies to pretty much every Spider-Man movie that ever ever releases spider-man you know alongside batman is probably my favorite superhero ever so looking at it from a fan's perspective this trailer pretty much gave me everything i wanted going in and maybe even a bit more than i needed but basically obviously people have been talking about this trailer for months now like two months ago i remember there was like really really heavy rumors about the trailer dropping a certain day and it didn't everyone was so disappointed but it's dropped now in, in, during CinemaCon, which, by the way, people who went to CinemaCon got an early screening of Ghost, Ghostbusters Afterlife, so that's good for them. But we, we got the trailer a couple, of, a couple of hours ago. I've had, like, what, like six hours now to sit on it from when I'm recording this. And I've seen it a couple of times, of course. And overall, again, from a fan, it's hard not to get excited watching this trailer. I mean, just throughout the trailer, there's so many moments. Even though we knew a lot of what was going to be coming... To see this actually come to fruition and a lot of things in this trailer, like seeing Alpha Molina back as Doc Ock or seeing the electro, you know, lightning or even getting confirmation of rumors we've had, like maybe having Willem Dafoe coming back. Although they never never show him, you can just hear his laugh. And that, that scene when, we, when the bomb rolls on screen and we hear Willem Dafoe's laugh, I got so excited because he's... Maybe my favorite Spider-Man movie villain, maybe with the exception of Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming, because he's just so iconic in my head, and I just love that portrayal of that character for what it is. I know there's definitely ways to critique it, but just from an enjoyment perspective, he just eats up the scenery every time he's on screen, and I just love, I would, I've always wanted to see him again, Willem Dafoe, that is, as the Green Goblin, and it's so cool we're getting him back. We have that iconic laugh in the background, and like the pumpkin, the pumpkin bomb from Spider-Man, the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man showing back was just awesome. That's probably the moment in this trailer that I got most excited because I wasn't 100% sure he was coming back. In fact, I was actually kind of doubting it because of a few things Willem Dafoe said about modern-day superhero movies, which was like last year. 
when he was, I don't know, like he wasn't the biggest fan of them or something. I don't remember the exact quote, but that kind of got me a bit worried that we'd probably never see him in one again. But it's so cool that he came back for this and he came back to do it. I mean, it's obviously it's not 100%, 100% confirmed because it was just bombs in his laugh. Like, come on, no actor could really pull that off other than Willem Dafoe. And, you know, beyond that, again, we've got so many other supervillains showing up. I'm about to break it all down, but overall, this trailer just gave me everything I wanted, to be honest with you. And again, maybe even more, which I'll discuss a bit later. Gave us so many teases to a few other things. There's so many, like, cryptic shots in here, which I don't think everyone was able to pick out. But just from a story perspective, I think from, like, watching this as just wanting, like, you know, that moment to make you freak out. This is probably one of the best trailers of all time, really, but... Overall, the trailer, there are a few things that do actually get me a bit worried, but I do think that overall, and the, the, just the feelings the trailer gave me, that definitely triumphs a few of the worries I have going in, at least for me, and at least when it comes to just this trailer. And that's pretty much my thoughts on the trailer as a whole. So pretty much now, let's get into like my breakdown, I guess you could say, of you know the individual moments of this trailer. So anyways... Getting into, like, the actual play-by-play of the trailer, I'm not going to go through everything, but there are a few things in here which did stick out, so I guess I should mention them when talking about, you know, this trailer. And I think there are a few things that people haven't noticed, which I think when they learn about they're going to get real excited. But obviously the trailer starts off with what was surprisingly a pretty massive continuation from Far From Home because when that movie came out, I don't know if I ever discussed this, but I was a bit concerned they were kind of just going to ignore that in the previous movie and just move on, move on with it, and just kind of let that epic cliffhanger just come to nothing. But I'm glad that they're centering a lot of this movie and a lot of what becomes of this movie, I guess, by the end of it, whenever all these villains show up. Starting from that, which is good, that they're taking that plot thread, which was so exciting at the end of Far From Home and so surprising, and expanding that out to something much more. You know, we have him hanging out with MJ, and there's a bit of back and forth about, you know, whether this might have actually been something good for Peter because he doesn't have to hide it from anyone anymore. But obviously, clearly, it's, it's affecting his life way too much for him to just ignore it because everyone's looking at him, and it's, it would just be really awkward if any kid in school um, was, it was outed that he was Spider-Man, and you're walking in school, and you're going to classes, and it was just, it's obviously going to be really awkward. And I don't think anyone would want that, despite what other people around him might think. I'm glad that we're getting more of MJ and Peter, a bit more downtime with them, because it seems like this movie has a lot going on. So I like that we're getting still those moments which are a bit slower and a bit more focused on character. And this isn't just going to be an all-out spectacle that's all-out insane. I like that we're going to start off a bit more grounded. And obviously there's a side to this trailer that's a bit more, you know, law-based. And you can see there's going to be some elements of like maybe like a courtroom scene or, you know, meeting lawyers. And this is where we get in. It's what I think is something that I think a lot of people are going to overlook. And it's such a stretch. But during the scene, which if you watch on the Marvel entertainment youtube channel about 26 or 27 or maybe even 28 seconds into the trailer where we're into we're in like an office and walking into the room the interrogation room where peter's in we have two different people one who we see you know actually in we actually see his face in one of the scenes after i believe and then the other one is a bit more hidden from the camera because of how dark the room is but I feel like every shot we see of him, whether it's because of his arm when he comes out or just this little silhou- silhouette of swords we have, as well as just the white the white um, suit he's wearing, it looks to me like Matt Murdock played by Charlie Cox. 
who, if you don't know, is the main lead of the Daredevil show on Netflix, which is one of my favorite shows ever, my favorite show on Netflix I've ever seen. So this, just the possibility of him being in this movie and being Peter Parker's lawyer is so exciting. And there's such a massive, not hint, but I would say like, maybe even appearance by him that I don't think everyone's going to notice. But if that's him, I'm just going to get so excited. And as we move on, you know, we see his, you know, we don't always see his face, but we do see, like, you know, his partner in crime, which isn't foggy. So I'm guessing we're not in the TV show universe. You know, we see, we see, you know, his, like, partner in crime, I guess you could say, come in, and it's definitely not Matt Murdock. But then we have another guy who, you know, isn't wearing a jacket, like, you know, as Patrick is, he just drops down the case files and wearing, like, the classic lawyer costume that we see Matt Murdock wearing in pretty much every episode of daredevil so if that's not him i'm gonna feel like this trailer is just the biggest troll because it seems like such an easy thing to miss but if you look at it closely it actually could be him and originally i thought they showed the face of the guy with the you know like the, the white suit on but they actually never do and that is kind of weird that you would shoot a scene like that without showing his face so i think that I'm almost 100% sure that it is Matt Murdock, but I also don't want to get overly hyped for something that might even be nothing. So yeah, so anyways, moving on, you know, there's like, there's definitely gonna be a courtroom scene, but it seems like Peter Parker, there's also an element where he turns himself in because, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, just, he doesn't want to just give in to this and just, you know, try to run away. He's actually gonna turn himself over because he knows he didn't kill Mysterio. But this is where we learn that Peter gets the idea of going to meet with Doctor Strange. And I think this is what a lot of people predicted Doctor Strange's involvement would be in this movie. Aside from just having great rapport with Peter and Infinity War, it's kind of random to just for Doctor Strange to show up other than they're both in New York. And I think what a lot of people predicted was that it was going to be something to do with his abilities and being able to, you know, get rid of the world knowing he's Peter Parker. And that's exactly what it is because he goes to the Sanctum Sanctorum covered in snow which is great and i just love the look they gave dr strange in this movie and i like the back and forth we had with them you know in that in the sanctum sanctorum and then this is where we learn that there is actually a spell in existence that dr strange could cast which will wipe everyone's memory i guess of people and no one's going to remember that he was spider-man i guess other than himself and i guess maybe also dr strange because he casted the spell and they go into this underground basement of sorts, which sounds kind of weird. But this is actually, I feel like the, the look of this kind of looks similar to the, like, the first set photo. Not set photos, the first look photos we had where it was just Peter, MJ, and that. We were kind of like, that's all. Uh, but when they revealed the title a couple of months ago, which that was a very, that was six months ago. And we only have four months left until this movie. So that's kind of just really insane to think about. But Doctor Strange is conjuring the spell and then. Peter kind of realizes that everyone's actually going to forget he's Spider-Man. And obviously being a teenager, he's a bit more immature than your usual MCU hero. He does come in and he tries to tamper with the spell and pretty much asks Strange. And I'm guessing there'll be more people than this. He still wants MJ, Ned, and Aunt May to know. I'm guessing there'll be a, still, a few more people who'll mention, like, I don't know, maybe Happy or someone or something. But... These are three people mentions, you know, like, she's my aunt, she should know, and, like, all the time she, he's spent with MJ, quite a bit of it has been as him as Spider-Man, so she's not going to remember that. But, obviously, you know, he's trying to get in, trying to meddle with things, and that kind of messes up the spell, and it pretty much causes the multiverse to collapse, even though it kind of already 
spoilers for Loki if you haven't seen it, kind of already happened in Loki. And so in this, in this, you know, sequence, I guess it kind of just causes dimension, not dimensions, causes portals to open in between dimensions and only the Spider-Man villains come through. Now, if it was something else that just was so random, I would be feel like it was such a convenience that a bunch of Spider-Man villains came through. But to be fair, he does like take a bit of Peter Parker's hair, I'm guessing, and it gets his DNA maybe for, well, you know, obviously since he's Spider-Man. And maybe that has an effect on which villains come through. Again, this is something which is just, you know, they don't really have to explain. I mean, it's a comic book movie, for God's sakes. But something to think about is why are we just getting Spider-Man villains? But anyways, that's pretty much what I thought while watching it. So basically, everything just goes crazy. The multiverse is in full flux. And basically, Doctor Strange is like, just the multiverse is a concept that we know, like, like worryingly little about. So the fact that this has happened is really worrying, pretty much. We move into like a sequence where Spider-Man just swinging through New York with Strange trying to catch him, it seems like. So I don't know if they're going to go through like a chase. But there's a hint at something else. And like there's even a train sequence, which I don't know if their version is the Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock versus Peter sequence, which is still one of my favorite, probably my favorite Spider-Man action scene of all time in terms of just a single action scene. So if they're going to do another Spider-Man train sequence, obviously I'm all in. But... But basically, there's like a train sequence, and it kind of even looks like they're branching off in, into different Doc Ock arms. But there's something which I don't think a lot of people are going to notice here, and that is the scene where Spider-Man, you know, Strange punches the astral projection, I don't know what else to say, out of Spider-Man's, you know, in this costume to just become the astral projection of him. And you can see that the Peter Parker is holding a cube, or at least Spider-Man is. And there's been a few rumors about what this could be so i'm i'm i think this might be a big spoiler so if you haven't heard about this box and some of the villains in the movie maybe you don't want to listen to this part and just skip skip through this but there was a report a while ago about you know some of the plot elements of the movie i don't think it was a full-on rumor leak i think it was at least confirmed by someone but i would say if you're like skeptical at all i would say just skip this just skip the section and go to when i talk about the you know all the villain teases this box could be, and also this was something I kind of guessed while watching the trailer anyways, it kind of could be where Strange is holding all of the, you know, villains that come through. And maybe Spider-Man wants to take them because, I, I don't really know why he'd want to take them, but maybe because of, you know, their fight, that's how the villains come loose. But I don't know, I'm not, I'm not really sure, so I'm not going to go into this too much. I'm, Hopefully this isn't just like a rumor thing that's been going on or like a leak because that would be really disappointing for me to get spoiled about that. But that could be what it is. And I feel like that's probably what I guess most people are probably going to lean towards when watching this trailer. But yeah, so I like that we're getting that element back. So and I really like how much Doctor Strange is in this trailer, even though we're having another Doctor Strange movie in a couple of months, literally like three months after this movie. It's cool that he's getting a massive boost in his role in the MCU because he's appearing in this a lot like he is in a lot of this trailer he's by far the character with the most screen time in this trailer other than spider-man which you know could lead to him being like a big part of the final battle even but i don't even think there's been reports of benedict cumberbatch filming this much for this movie especially since i think it filmed around the same time doctor strange in the multiverse of madness filmed so i don't know what's going on with him in this movie but i mean aside from trying to stop peter from you know messing up the multiverse again but pretty much that's pretty much, I guess, the main setup for the plot. And I think there are going to be mixed reactions to this. And there are definitely 
definitely a side of me that I think is pretty critical and very worried about the direction they're taking this movie in terms of where it, how it sets it up. Because if the rest of the movie, other than this setup, the way between Peter and Strange, you know, the way the multiverse breaks is fantastic, the movie's still going to be fantastic. But the actual way that Peter manages to just come in and just messes up the spell, and especially being Doctor Strange... I don't think he would have taken a risk of Peter just standing there. And, you know, I don't think he would have gone through with it unless he knew that there were barely any risks, obviously, other than him being super confident. I'm not sure I believe that Strange would just go through with this and Peter would just be able to stand there and just annoy him. And he's supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme. So part of me doesn't really buy how Doctor Strange just agrees to do this, especially knowing the ramifications it could have. Obviously, Wong warns him. That would, I think, stop him from trying to do it. So personally, this trailer hasn't fully sold me on just how the plot gets set up. Now, the plot that actually goes on after that, I'm absolutely on board with, especially because of what this trailer teases, which we're going to talk about right now. So getting into discussing, you know, all the teasers that come at the end. So it is heavily implied that Peter Parker, either on his own or with a bunch of other Spider-Men, maybe Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield show up, are going to be facing a are going to be facing a number of villains in this. It's pretty much going to be the Sinister Six, but in this trailer we actually only get 5, which I'm really shocked and kind of maybe a bit annoyed they showed all 5, although I got excited for all of them. A lot of them are so easy to miss that I think you only really get 3 of them by looking and the other two are a bit more hidden. So if you don't want to know and you've only seen like the obvious ones they've showed of the Sinister Six, or I guess we only have five, so I'll just go with the Sinister Five or now or the Fatal Five. Maybe click off if you haven't seen them, and if you don't want to get spoiled for some of the other characters, like some of the other villains that could be appearing, because they are really hard to spot, and I had to pause many, many, many times to get these. So from this trailer, there are five of the six Sinister Six members are teased, and we'll speculate about what the sixth one is in a bit. But firstly, we have... Peter in a scene where he's in this dark room and then there's kind of like a jump scare scene and behind him a random villain appears at least what we assume to be villains and this is almost definitely in my opinion the lizard especially because if you look there's like a really long arm and it kind of looks like he has scales this is probably the lizard from the amazing spider-man personally I'm not a big fan of the lizard in terms of that that iteration I'm not even like a mass fan of the lizard in other iterations of the comics or the animated series but if they really want to give him a redemption in the movies, again, I'm all in to them wanting to bring villains back that didn't fully work and wanting their take on it. That's almost definitely the lizard. It could be Scorpion, played by Michael Mondo, who still hasn't gotten any screen time since Spider-Man Homecoming, which is kind of odd. It could be him or it could be the lizard. I'm leaning towards the lizard because it just seems like they're taking one Spider-Man villain from every single movie we had before the MCU and before... You know, Tom Holland's Spider-Man really got to shine. So I'm leaning towards being the lizard because there's only one villain in the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. And then, so we get that. Then we get a shot where we have lightning, which obviously is Electro. Then it seems like this sort of creature forming. And it's almost definitely, again, the Sandman because you can see the sand going everywhere. And you can see something kind of popping out of, you know, that really, like, like sandstorm that's going on. It seems like... You know, it definitely doesn't look like your average sandstorm. Let's go with that. 
And so Electro's definitely on there with the yellow lightning instead of the blue lightning we had in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I'm really glad they changed because I really was not a fan of his look in that movie. I'm hoping they also give him the yellow mask, which is super silly, but I'd be all into that. And then, of course, we get the Sandman, which I don't, which again is another, is the other one, which I don't think people will quite notice because it's so, you know, overshadowed or, uh, I don't know, it sounds weird in this sentence, by that light, by the lightning. So a lot of people are definitely going to miss this. But I'm guessing it's probably Thomas Hayden Church from Spider-Man 3, which he, I actually really like him in that movie, so I actually do hope they bring him back. And it'd be cool. So basically, pretty much in terms of me, I don't like any of the villains, really, in, in the Amazing Spider-Man universe. So when they're bringing them back, I hope they can redeem them. But the ones in the original Spider-Man trilogy I already like, with the exception of Venom, and I'm so glad. Hopefully, they're not going to bring him in, which I'll discuss in a bit. But... I like that Electro could get his redemption. I hope Jamie Foxx gets a redemption because he's a great actor and I don't think they gave him, you know, as good as I think the, write, the writing for him just wasn't there. And in terms of Sandman, he was already good in the Spider-Man 3, but the reason he worked was because he had a bit more of a connection to Peter. So I'm wondering how they're going to bring him in and kind of tie him to this Peter. And I don't know if he's going to work without that emotional element we had in Spider-Man 3. And here we get to the shot and the sound effect that pretty much made me go crazy because... We go on, like, the streets, and in comes the pumpkin bomb, which is obviously Green Goblin's favorite weapon from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, which I actually watched yesterday, hoping the trailer would drop right after I watched the movie, because I started it, like, two hours before I thought the trailer was going to drop, but it didn't. But anyways, anyways, so the bomb, the bomb just rolls onto screen, and in the background, we hear, you know, a laugh, which we can't quite make out as first, but definitely turns into Willem Dafoe's laugh from the first Spider-Man movie, and I got so excited, because I love him in that movie. I don't think I loved him as much until I watched the movie yesterday, because I just enjoyed him eating up the scenery so much, or I guess chewing up the scenery, I should say, and I just love, I don't necessarily love him as the Green Goblin, but I absolutely love him as a villain. And I'm really hoping with this movie, they change his outfit and just take away that Power Rangers costume and give him the original design they had or give him a new one, which kind of has like a purple element to the costume or the look they're going to give him. I don't know if they're gonna, just going to make him deformed or give him a mask. I'm, I have a feeling it'll probably be the mask because I don't know how you'd make it work, especially after the Amazing Spider-Man 2 epically failed at doing that. So it's awesome we're getting him, and this is by far the one I was most excited about because I really wasn't sure about Willem Dafoe returning. And obviously there were rumors that he was actually going to be the main villain of this movie, which I'm guessing if it's a Sinister Six, the Green Goblins usually, out of all these characters, is probably the character to lead it, unless we have an, another character coming in as our fifth, as our sixth member, excuse me, that could also lead it. But I'm guessing the Green Goblin will probably be like, the main antagonist because that's some of the rumors we've had and you know since he's in the movie I don't see why those rumors wouldn't be true but then we get into what a lot of people would consider the money shot of this trailer the difference is we already knew he was in the movie but it was so awesome seeing this obviously we have Peter looking out onto the streets and then one of Doc Ock's tentacles come in and pulls himself up and he says you know iconically hello Peter and that's Alfred Molina right there Spider-Man 2 and this is so awesome because I believe we got confirmation of him coming back like nine or so months ago now and it, I cannot believe he's actually there like he's in this trailer front and center he's the money shot of the trailer and I'll, I'm 100% sure that they cut they kind of cut the trailer to make it seem like the 
like Peter reacting to seeing something or him putting on the Iron Spider suit is the same scene, but I doubt it. I actually have a feeling that he's saying that to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man because it'd be kind of weird for him to just know that's Peter if, you know, he's... This is the first time that he's seen this version of Spider-Man. I actually think if Tobey Maguire's in the movie, I'm assuming that's probably him that he's actually talking to, and it's probably in the third act. But this is such a cool moment to finally see him, and I think it finally just puts a nail in the coffin for those people who have, you know, been doubting the villain's returns in this movie. I mean, see, I mean, I think the reason they actually decided to go with Doc Ock as the final shot was that I feel like, well, firstly, I think I think they're going to keep his look from Spider-Man 2 because although it doesn't have, you know, much to it, there isn't much of Doc Ock's costumes in the comics, so I don't think they're going to change anything with him, but with all the other characters like Green Goblin, Electro, and maybe the Lizard and... Sandman too. They might change part of their looks, which is why they didn't want to reveal it in this first trailer. But with Doc Ock, it just makes sense. He'd keep the same look because it's so iconic, and I think people don't really have a problem with it. So that's why I decided to go with him, and I think he's the one which is the most confirmed, mainly because Alfred Molina himself has actually talked about reprising his role in the Spider-Man No Way Home movie. So, And he's actually confirmed that it's the same Doc Ock as the one in that movie, which, again, I'm not going to go into too much because... I'm sure we'll get more in the second trailer, which I'm hoping they don't do. But, you know, I'm sure they will because it's Sony marketing this at the end of the day. But pretty much that's the villain teasers we get. And obviously, you know, we just had that trailer, but I think people are still going to be speculating who is the sixth member. And I'm hoping they actually don't reveal it in a trailer because I'd love for it to be a cool surprise. But there's, there's a few things that, you know, come into my head. Firstly, Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. He's in prison. Mysterio could come back. Maybe this is all even like just a Mysterio illusion. I really hope not, but Mysterio could come back. Maybe it's Scorpion again, Michael Mondo. But he's kind of similar abilities to the Lizard. So I think whenever you're doing a Spider-Man thing, you're never ever going to use the Lizard, Chameleon, or Scorpion at the same time because I think people will just think they're too similar. So I think those three villains are kind of just interchangeable. And I I think they're going to go with the Lizard for this. So I guess my best, my next best guess is probably Venom, although I don't know why they put Venom in this. I'm hoping it's not Topher Grace's Venom because that villain to me, is, I like him, I don't mind him as Eddie Brock, but him as Venom, that character is almost irredeemable to me because I am just not a fan of his performance and his take on Venom unless they actually give him a voice, but I don't know why you'd use that Venom when you have Tom Hardy's Venom in the Sony what is it, Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel characters or whatever it is, why they would use Topher Grace's Venom. So I could see them bringing in Tom Hardy's Venom, but I don't, but I feel like if they did, it would be a much bigger thing. So I'm guessing it's probably just Scorpion, although I feel like it's kind of weird for them to use Scorpion and the Lizard. I know they have different powers, but at the end of the day, they're both kind of just reptiles as one of these characters. So I guess it's one of them, but anyways... You know, I've talked, about, I've talked long enough about the trailer, about something which is like two minutes long. I've broken down enough, gone through a lot of what, what, what I thought of the trailer. But anyways, I'd love to hear what your thoughts. So let me know by sending me like a voice message on Anchor if you want to do that. But if you don't and you just want to show your support, share this with your friends and follow the podcast for more updates on Spider-Man No Way Home in the future. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.